A science teacher, his wife, and a young girl struggle to survive a plague that causes those infected to commit suicide. Yeah, he was so scientific he spent several minutes coaxing down a plastic plant. Science teacher or douchebag bully? We'll let you decide. Who even are you guys? We're We're Children Children of the the Cheesy! Hey there, folks. Welcome to this episode of Children of the Cheesy. I am, with a 60% probability anyway, your host, Sam. And I am just some random girl, Megan. Megan, today we are reviewing an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Shyamalan. The Happening-ing. It's happening. Ning-ing. The Happening-ing. It's happening. The Happening. Are you happening? happening? It's happening. We're happening. We're happening. Happening. You're happening. (laughs) We're all happening. Ning. A movie about plants, I think. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. We're not sure. Lot isn't really. Maybe just the wind. (laughs) The wind. It's the wind. This uh, movie stars Mark Wahlberg. The racist. Yes. The racist (laughs) Mark Wahlberg. Let's never forget that. And Zoe Deschanel. John Leguizamo. He's in it. So, you know, there's quite a few. There's a few characters Mm -hmm. in here. And you would think with a few characters and an interesting premise, I guess, about killer plants, you would get a decent movie, right? Yeah, but the problem was is that it was only M. Night Shyamalan. Like, there was no other creative input Input. besides M. Night Shyamalan, which is why we have what we have. Wrote, produced, directed, even was in at yeah. some point probably acted in like probably tried to take over people's parts <laughs> i feel like he wanted this to be one of his magnum opuses like he felt like this was a really good idea right and it is boring it is boring really boring the thing is is like the the faceless antagonist and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more the faceless antagonist is fine but i feel like it has to be something tangible Right, if it's something nebulous like the wind and plants, then then how do you know if you're safe or not? Yeah, and like they just, I mean, the characters who they chose to play them, they didn't like portray. There was no dialogue into why they would think these things and understand how this all came to be. It makes no sense. Yes. You might say they were paper-thin, two-dimensional characters being carried by the wind. (laughs) The wind. The wind. So, the happening. We open up to what is probably the most interesting credit sequence, right? Because you're usually got the the red and the black. That's pretty standard. For your horror movie, yeah. Right, yeah. If you're lucky, it's black and white. This one was blue and clear. So... You know, uh, which presented its own challenges reading, but it's different. Hey. It had a, it was an effect. Mr. M. Knight was changing things up. And there's a lot of menacing music. Right. So it's very calm to look at, but then it has this menacing music and you're like, meh, whatever, I guess, maybe. Right. So the movie starts and a bunch of people in Central Park just sort of up and kill themselves. Yes. That's, that's how the whole thing starts, right? Everybody thinks it's a terrorist attack. Then we immediately cut to Philly, where Marky Mark, the violent racist, <laughs> is teaching a group of students who he probably shouldn't be anywhere near. <laughs> no, not at all. For their own safety. He is sort of grilling them about bees. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, aggressively about bees. Bullies them, too. Yes. Right? Like, one of the students who is sort of not paying attention, he uh, implies that his nose is going to grow a lot bigger and And then he's going to be be ugly so 
That's cool. Thanks. That's a cool teacher to have. Awesome. He's the cool science teacher. <laughs> He's that not talks a lot of shit. He's a shitty science teacher. Right. So the vice principal interrupts and then gathers the other teacher around. And this is where we hear about the happening, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, it's happening. And we're like, what is it? There it is. And they're like, we don't know, but it's happening. Why would you refer to it as an it? It. Right? Like, you would... You don't know. And right, they theorize, oh, it could be a terrorist attack. And then, you know, Marky Mark is like, at Central Park? And, you know, because he's he's a science man, right? They go back, and John Leguizamo... Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to call John Leguizamo. I don't remember his character's name. It doesn't matter. He is pretty much... He's just like... He's kind of like the closeted gay best friend in yeah. that, except he's not gay. He's married with a child. Supposedly. Supposedly, right? <laughs> but like he really, really does not like Zoe Deschanel, which is Marky Mark's girlfriend. <laughs> and that's like his only her. character thing. Yeah, he's just a dick to her. Yeah, like his, his whole thing with his daughter is like his daughter's kind of a prop. Yeah. Like, he just carries her around, but, like, he doesn't interact with his daughter much. No. But he interacts a lot with Zoe Deschanel. Through his, yeah, yeah, daughter. In kind of a shitty way. Yes. He says that they need to all get out of town, Mm -hmm. right? All four of them, right? Which is, or five of them. So that's Marky Mark, Zoe Deschanel, John Leguizamo, John Leguizamo's imaginary wife, who we never see. Never. Further making us think that he may actually be gay for Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> he might actually. And then the kid, Jess. Yes. Right? So it's those five that are all going to try to get out there. They get to a train station in Philadelphia where there's this, like, weird tension. It comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, this is this is where I started to recognize, like, this is the only... Thing that he thing has. that he has yeah. right, and that's why they're all acting this way. Yeah, they all meet up at the train station, and John Leguizamo kind of like gives a snarky comment to Zoe Deschanel, right, in reference to him knowing that Marky Mark and Zoe Deschanel had a fight. Had a fight. Yeah, you confused yet? Because this is some serious bullshit within the first ten minutes. It was, and you know, one of the things too is like so they're. There's a little bit before this where John Leguizamo and Marky Mark are leaving the school and they're talking or having this random conversation about this fight or whatever. And then John Leguizamo divulges that like he saw her on her wedding day crying and she wasn't ready to jump in. I think she's not committed. Like that's his whole bit. It's That's, his, it that's even, his only beef. But it wasn't even like that big of a thing to have beef about. She could be crying for any reason. Yeah, you don't know. Obviously, you didn't talk to her, and like it would be women cry for literally any reason. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just I'm just saying it would be natural for anyone to be nervous and maybe have a little bit of cold feet before your wedding day. That's you just kind of you know entirely intense. possible, right? Yes. And like, and then my whole beef, like I said, is that he doesn't give a shit about being a dad. No, he just cares that. He wants to Marky be shitty Mark. towards Zoe Deschanel's exactly. character. Yeah. Marky Mark is dating a woman that is just not right for him. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. That just burns my ass. It's fucking weird because he is a parent and has his own family. It's like, you would not be that obsessed. Why are you so involved in this man's <laughs> romantic life? Get the fuck on. What is wrong with you? Either way. Sorry. You little, you little hag spinster. Like. <laughs> anyway, so they get on the train. While they're on the train, there's, a, there's another attack in Philly, so the train stops while we're on the train we actually see m night Shyamalan yes in the background 
they all love to have their cameo time. It is, and it feels like where's Waldo? He doesn't interact in any meaningful way in the movie. He's just sitting there as an extra. Yep. And he chose that. He wanted that. I mean, it's good that he didn't pick a speaking role, because if he did that, I feel like that would be like that would over be. the top, you know? For like, M. Night Shyamalan, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, for anybody, but like... A lot of those directors give themselves speaking roles, though. Yeah, I feel like that's always too much. It but like, he produced, directed, yeah, that's true. Wrote, wrote, and then if and he then acted, in it, yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, Calculon. <laughs> we fucking get it, dude. We get it, right? So the train is stopped somewhere in the middle of Pennsylvania. They're stuck until they can figure something else out in this little pissant town nothing bad ever happens in a small town according to marky mark to be fair that generalization was aimed at jess to calm her down so it could be forgiven but it's still a goofy line it is weird so he's bonding with this girl over a mood ring uh in a diner right and this woman sitting next to him shows her her cell phone her like ipad or iphone 3 yeah right super clear video super clear 1080p of a man feeding himself to lions unless they see feeding himself it's not like he walked into the pit and they seized on him no like he like sticks his arm in their mouth right and you know just kind of like wiggles it yeah just sort of forces them to do it like it seems like a really unnecessarily complicated way to die right like there's probably a better way to provoke a lion into Attacking killing and you. eating. Yeah. But whatever. You know, he did it. Good for him. Yes. Creative Darwin Award. People start to figure out that it's not terrorists. And as soon as they realize that they're in the epicenter of this whole thing, like the whole diner. Just yeah, evacuates. Well, and I, the evacuation was funny because they all drive the same mid-sized sedan. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and uh, here's this was my bit about it okay so a lot of people the reason this diner was so busy in this small town was because people all on this train got stranded where did all these mid-sized <laughs> dance come there from? are literally dozens of them that just then, like came <laughs> pouring out from behind and then like marky mark and his you know funky bunch couldn't fucking get yeah, they find the station wagon and john leguizamo finds a jeep that's going back to philly yeah the other thing i wanted to mention was is when the when the crowd realizes that they're in the epicenter of this they all react like they watch somebody get kicked in the nuts <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yes that is what happened they're like where are we and some guy points to it <laughs> you see one lady visibly in the front oh <laughs> you're like that's a weird reaction yeah so then they inside a panic and then there's like this max ex- mass exodus of like ford tauruses right like so funny it's out there right but marky mark zoe and jess well sort of marky mark and zoe find a station wagon uh with a guy that uh Runs a plant nursery. And honestly, he's one of the most developed characters in this whole thing. He actually is. He really is. The plant nursery guy and his wife are going back to their place, and then they're getting the hell out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. John Leguizamo is going to go back and get his imaginary wife, who we've never met, and leaves Jess with Zoe Deschanel, who he hates. Um, not before getting snippy with her. Yes. But the fact that he did it at all was so weird. So strange. You have to leave her. She's trying to be nice in like a very tense situation and you still snapped find at her. You still choose to be catty. Yeah. Yeah. He gets real bitchy with her and then leaves his boyfriend and his boyfriend's girlfriend. Yeah. Or wife, excuse me. 
and to go get in this Jeep, right? And the other thing is, like, it's a really extended scene. Like, Jeep guy really wants to go. <laughs> I love this And they're part. just, they spend, like, seven minutes talking. They do. Yeah. And Jeep guy, like, starts pulling out as John Leguizamo is walking back to the Jeep and, like, makes him walk Like, like you, like, further. watch him do, like, this half trot up to the Jeep, right? And then, of course, they're they're driving back to Philly, right? So he predictably... Driving in a Jeep with a soft top <laughs> gets exposed to whatever the hell this thing is. I thought these guys were supposed to be smart. You have math guy and science guy. Yeah, they fucking suck. And they're just dumb, right? Yeah. So math guy dies in a dumb way. So he's I want to I want to sort of paint a picture, right? So the Jeep once the driver gets affected, he goes and crashes like headfirst into a tree mm-hmm. at a high speed. John Leguizamo is in the passenger seat, the front passenger front seat. Front passenger seat. Not wearing a seatbelt. Three people behind him. Mm-hmm. So, and then you have the driver. Right. Five people in the vehicle. Five people. Right. In a two-door Jeep Wrangler Sport. Right. So, crashes head on. You see two people fly out on either side. Presumably, person third hits a tree. Yes. The fourth person uh, behind the driver, we don't know what happens. No. Maybe they wind up in the front seat. Right. Right. So that means passenger, backseat passenger on the right side had to fly through John Leguizamo yes. to get where she wound up. Because he... Because she flew through the windshield. Yeah, she flew through... The, her, the driver in the back passenger seat behind John Leguizamo fly out the windshield, the front yep. windshield. John Leguizamo steps out unharmed. Completely unscathed. It's because he played, what, the tick? He yeah. turned briefly into the tick. Was he the tick? He wasn't the tick. He was, was one he? of the other side characters. Okay, the tick. I can't remember. He wasn't the tick. You're right, he wasn't. He's got extraordinary powers. Yeah. And then and they then all just, failed. And then, yeah, then they all fail at once when he cuts his wrist with, you know, broken windshield shards. So that was stupid. So Math Guy dies in a stupid way. They, they being the rest of this group, right, the trio. I guess I'm just going to call them the trio because I don't want to keep saying their names. Right. So the trio arrive at this crossroad, right? And they're going to, they're trying to find somewhere to go. And then at every other point in the road, right, it's like an eight way crossroad. Out in the middle of nowhere, which I thought was strange, right? Like that was fuck. That was a crazy ass intersection. It was the wildest intersection. It was a star shaped intersection. It'd be like, what the fuck? There this- were there was at least six. I counted six. That would be insane to cross at. Yeah. Like and, just flying down a dirt road, be, that would be scary. Yeah, and there was, has to be signs. Didn't see any there. stop signs, right? No, no, no. God. So this private comes running out, telling them that there's nothing but bodies back his way. And then they say that there's nothing but bodies back their way. And cheese and crackers, wouldn't you know it, there's bodies in every, every direction. direction. Yeah, that's so they're just not what safe, right? Yeah. So they realize they're not safe. The realtor, who is a SVU analyst. Yeah, he's he plays on SVU. I can't remember the exact position, but if you watch Law & Order SVU, you'll recognize this man. Right. So he kind of determines that they're going to go out to... Allendale or Alleride or some bumfuck yeah, county of nowhere. out in the middle of nowhere, right? So that's the direction they're headed. They grasp the scope of this situation. And this is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. So there's a woman on a phone, like talking to her daughter, and she's hysterical. And there's like this crowd of people around her, right? So Marky Mark like fights his way through the crowd <laughs> of people and without skipping a beat, right? Just like yells at this woman, ask her about Princeton. 
And this woman complies. She knows. Yeah, she pulls like a Mike Myers in Halloween Resurrection and just like immediately is like, oh, yeah, you're the main character. Let's see. So what's going on with Princeton? <laughs> yes, to her hysterical They're all dead. <laughs> I know. He said, don't look out the window. What's happening in Princeton? Yeah. Tell her to stay away from the trees. Right. <laughs> my house i guess i'm inside of it i don't know you told me not to get near the window <laughs> with the it was and what was weird was like obviously that would never work in real life no but that worked in the movie yeah and we get verbal confirmation in the movie because like there's some like if you put the subtitles on like there's murmuring afterwards right <laughs> he's like her daughter her is... daughter from princeton <laughs> yes and like, like and that's all you hear you're like what the fuck that was so stupid <laughs> that was so lazy These, the characters are just like yeah so sentient about things you know we uh one thing I did I did forget to mention, right? We were talking a little bit about how Plant Guy has a lot of characters. Oh, yes. Everybody else, right? So the reason we say that is because the man not only runs a plant nursery, he has a an affinity for hot dogs. Loves them. Do you they, like hot dogs? They get a bad rap. They <laughs> have mean, a lot of protein. They they're a good shape. Yeah, they're a very edible shape. So why? Would and you, you can like put hot just dogs? about anything on them. What's wrong with hot dogs? What's wrong? You don't like you hot like dogs? hot dogs? You don't like them? Right. So this guy like spins. Um, he's sort of the exposition guy, right? So hot dog guy is the exposition guy. So like he switches between telling these characters exactly what's going on in this universe yes. and like telling them that hot dogs <laughs> are, are good. We don't see him eat any though. He does, well, he eats one hot dog. You're right. He eats, Why does he eats love one them? plain hot dog. <laughs> Why does he love them so much? Nitrates? <laughs> I don't know. Why is that a character? Maybe that just like hypes him up, you know? I guess. It's things like that that make me wonder. Like, I know that M. Night Shyamalan must have like hyper-focused and he's like, and this man, this man, he's going to love hot dogs. And they're like, well, how are we going to portray that? And he's like, I got it. Yeah. I'll just have him talk about hot dogs and then just pack a bunch of hot dogs and then he'll eat a hot dog. He'll later. eat a hot dog later. And hot dogs are it. really important in this movie. Did you know that? Does M. Night Shyamalan have a thing for hot dogs? I'm M. Night Shyamalan, and I have a thing for hot dogs. <laughs> Him and, um, oh, what's his nuts from Facebook get together? Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. Get together. Yeah, no, they grill hot dogs and smoke, smoke meats. meats. <laughs> These are totally normal human things to do. Yeah, that's a fucking weird, freaky weekend I don't want no part of. Plant guy kind of like gives him the lowdown, and then everybody just sort of ignores him. He's like, plants target specific people and they can pass on messages to each other and sort of hints that maybe you shouldn't get in like large groups and then they're like we need to stay in two groups two large groups two together. large groups yeah exactly and he complies that's the weird part yeah too. so predictably plant guy kills himself yeah the mp goes crazy shoots, shoots himself, himself and, and then i guess everybody everybody else does except yes. for you know the five people in marky mark's uh, small front small group. group. It's like, yeah, five people, right? So it's the, the trio plus the two kids. Yeah. I would say six because there was a fat girl that was in one she scene. She disappears. She runs. Quickly. She's like there in one scene and then just vanishes in the next. <laughs> and Shyamalan's like, this fat bitch can't keep up with them. I'm just saying. She either like, like so it's the Shyamalama universe, right? Yes. So she either like fell into another dimension. <laughs> she's at the village now. Yeah, she's in the village now or like the plants got her in a different way. Like some root just like kicked up and like grabbed her ankle <laughs> yes it's broken she's like ah. yeah that would have been cool to see just yeah. watch some person get like absorbed by roots that would be more fun yeah i think so than this stupid weird neurotoxin right and that's the other thing the neurotoxin shit you don't see anything right like you just have like this wind the wind is not a good um no and then like antagonist they, but they 
Like, first of all, they, they get caught by the wind on several occasions, and right? And they contradict. He's like, well, it dissipates quickly with the wind. But then you have to stay out of the wind. So, like, what the fuck? You have to stay ahead happen? of the wind. Ahead of it. That was the thing. Is like, so yeah, the, yeah so it. the wind is probably blowing somewhere between, like, 40 and 50 miles an hour throughout this so whole movie. So you're going to beat it? Yeah, you're going to outrun a 40 to 50 mile an hour gust of wind. Fucking stupid. Really dumb just overall right so they're in the group they get away from the group they're in a smaller group now where it's five kids right and mark Wahlberg figures this all out like he fucking is science douchebag yeah yeah he like gives himself a mantra calls himself a science douchebag and figures out he's like well we need to be in small groups that's what's triggering it i didn't believe it well no it's ridiculous and like even right after this right like there's a group of people that like accidentally come together and then they all just like drop on the lawn and get run over by a lawnmower. It's like, what the fuck? What is even going on here? No, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Jess wants food somewhere in this trip, right? So they go to this house that looks like it's it hasn't seen anybody like live there in decades, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out it's boarded up by some crazies. They probably boarded it up before whatever started happening was exactly. happening <laughs> from the looks of things. Exactly. Um the the two kids who we don't necessarily need to care about one of them starts kicking on the door because he gets upset that jess doesn't get food so the the hillbillies shoot both the kids like one kid takes a buckshot just like full on in the chest chest and the gut yeah and then the other one like gets his head blown off like a melon fucking crazy it's just random like spike in violence and then back to normal that's it Yep, so they get to this old lady's house out in this county that they're trying to get to, Allen Ride or whatever it is. The woman is not very friendly, but she invites them in anyway and then spends the entire time accusing them of wanting to do malicious things <laughs> yeah. to her. Like, obviously, she's fucking crazy. And, like, even in the first interaction, like I said, Mark Wahlberg's character doesn't fucking... She just, like, talks at him and he doesn't answer at all. Yeah, he's equally as crazy, right? Yeah, like he's just he, as much of a jackass. He spends his... Yeah, he spends time just standing there staring at her. Predictably, the wind or this toxin or the plants or whatever we're calling it catches up to him. Yep. The lady, the old lady, the crazy old lady goes outside to kill herself, but she like dolphin smashes the windows so it gets to the other group. It's a popular technique. Apparently so. Like, you know, Michael Myers, this old lady, I wonder if we really like watch for this. To see if people like dolphin, dolphin their way dive. through fucking windows. Yes. Did we discover a trend? We may have found a trope in horror movies that others have not identified <laughs> Never, yet. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, the dolphin dive through okay. a window. <laughs> well, we've got two so far. Yeah, exactly. And it is. It's a head first kind of like movement, yeah. right? It half can be up body, or down. Yes. But mm-hmm. yes, it is upper half of body, forehead first or face first yeah. through, through a, window. a window. Yeah. So... She's doing that, and then I guess she just goes off and kills herself. Zoe Deschanel and Jess are in like this store house that's adjacent to the actual house. The only reason that they do that is so they can talk to each other through this hole in the wall while right. the wind is blowing. Right. And then they both decide that love is more important, so they go outside and commit suicide. Except they don't commit suicide. And they bring the girl. And like, they bring I, the yes, kids too. Yes. Deschanel brings the fucking kid with her. She's like, well, come on, you're going to die too, Love bitch. means everything. Come yeah. with us. Come yeah. with us. We're not your family, but come on. Come on, kiddo. Um, yeah, so, but they don't die. Apparently, whatever it was is now over and the wind has carried it on. 
and that's pretty much the movie. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Her like, character is pregnant at the end. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, the only thing worth mentioning is that uh, Mark Wahlberg spends an inordinate amount of time talking to a plastic plant. That was so funny. That was the best part of this whole. That movie. was really the best part. It really was. And here's okay. So if people haven't figured out that most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time when we review what we review, the actors and actresses in it aren't necessarily super proud of their work. So Mark Wahlberg <laughs> isn't super proud of this role. Really. No. <laughs> I believe his quote was, you can't blame me for wanting to try to play a science teacher. At least I wasn't playing a cop or a crook. So I think that's his like defense to be like, hey, I listen, I'm trying to stretch out my acting chops here. And yeah. people were like, you fucking sucked at it. Yeah. yeah. He kind of backed the wrong horse on this one. Yeah. Um, his acting was part of the problem with this movie. It wasn't great. Honestly, the premise is bad. It was bad. Just from... Doesn't make any sense. The way in which people get infected is completely arbitrary. It is. Like, everybody in this movie should have died, like, at the beginning. At the beginning. If it's working the way they say it's working. Oh, yes. No, we, we did forget to mention, like, so at the very end of the movie, they're watching TV, and this news reporter is talking to this scientist that we've seen a couple times, and the scientist is like, this is like a, 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 warning. a warning that we're threatening the Earth. And the newscaster's like, hey... Hey, listen, listen, we'd believe it. We'd believe it, but it only happened one place. So if it happened somewhere else, you know, we'll take you seriously, but can't say, can't believe you right now. Is he challenging <laughs> the plants? I think he was. And, and the plants responded. Answer, yeah. yeah. They they decided, all right, well, if New York doesn't work for you, maybe gay au pari. So then same thing starts happening yeah, in Paris. So, you know, and then we get a Perfect. sequel. Oh, yes. wait, we did because this Thank movie God. was garbage. Thank God. God. What other interesting facts about this movie do we have? A uh, movie was completely shot in sequence. There's some deleted scenes of a piano recital that went wrong, as well as more extended scenes of the lion attack um, in a DVD version. They needed an extended scene of the lion attack? <laughs> I guess so. Oh, man. What a weird scene to it. Like, I'm glad they cut it. Like, yeah. cutting it was a good decision. They did good. Probably should have scrapped it all together and gone for something completely different. Right. But Lions, whatever. <laughs> they tried. Suicide by Lion in 1080p. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan wrote the screenplay for Mark Wahlberg in mind for the lead role, which is weird. Like, did they talk about him? Why a science to... teacher? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. He could have in played Philadelphia. Other... He could have played almost any other role. Well, like he's he's a Southie. Like, if yeah. you have him in mind for a role, it's probably because he's playing a douchebag from South Boston, because that's. What he who knows. he is yeah exactly like it's I mean, like some people are typecast that's fine yeah and, and that, that you're exactly right that is fine it's just kind of strange that he had him in mind for that role like yeah, there's it doesn't make any sense so many me. other people <clears throat> david schwimmer david schwimmer. <laughs> yeah that actually would have worked it would have that would have worked it would have worked a lot better i think it could have been a lot better yeah people don't they didn't ask me no 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 they don't oh well um, let's see. The film's tagline, we've we've sensed it, we've seen the signs, now it's happening. M. Night Shyamalan's first rated R film. 
He said that uh, 85% of the movie takes place outside. They shot it in 44 days. And the word happened or variations of it are said 25 times throughout the movie. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Oh, also, Kristen Connolly, so she was the girl on the bench in the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. Um, she has disowned the film and claims that she hates it and refuses to talk about it when the, uh, whenever when the she's topic asked. is brought up. Mm-hmm. That's terrific. Well, if we ever see you, Kristen, we're going to have to ask. Be like, did it happen? <laughs> Did it happen? What's happening? What's happening? What's or happening? maybe we just talk to her softly like Mark Wahlberg does to plastic plants. Hey, I'm, I'm just here. We're here to use the, to use the bathroom and then we're going to go. We're not okay. going to hurt anybody. Coming at you with Good positive vibes. vibes. Positive vibes. Good energy. <laughs> and this has been Children of the Cheesy. <laughs> so we got to give this thing a cheese ring before we go, though. True. I don't know. Like... <laughs> What do you give this? What do you give it? What do you give it? Is it, it needs to be fake. Is this like, this is like bad vegan cheese or something. That's like you were promised thing. like something and then it didn't deliver. M. Night Shyamalan does have a speaking role. He's the voice of Joey who calls Alma. Wait, but he doesn't actually, you don't actually hear anything he says. I think he talks to her one time. Doesn't he? Yeah, but we don't hear it. That's true. We just hear. <laughs> Well, he's a Peanuts character. Yeah, he's weird. All right, so we got to give this thing a cheese rating. I think we're going to go with uh, um, dusty, dried goat cheese <laughs> crumbling in the wind like some kind of neurotoxin. <laughs> yep. Uh, That's pretty powdered. Nasty. Yeah, just powdery cheese that gets in your sinuses. Because mm. this movie is, uh, it, it sort of sticks in the wrong way. It's not good. No, I don't recommend it. Yeah, it's unpleasant to all the senses. It's stupid. Stay away from the plants. Stay away from them. Yes. It's happening. Just eat cheese. <laughs> it's all you need. That's right. All right. Well, I, I don't have any, I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. This has been The Happening, and uh, this is Children of the Cheesy. Later. Thank you for listening to Children of the Cheesy. If you feel like dropping us some cheddar, check out our Patreon. You'll get some warm, melty perks like early access to our episodes, a cheesy drawing from moi, and access to exclusive content. Head to childrenofthecheesy.com for the latest on upcoming episodes, merch, and other exciting things. Like, review, and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Like at Cheesy Children Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And also remember to check out our short series, Trailer Trash, on YouTube and TikTok. And remember, folks, even a cheesy movie can be worth savoring. See you next time.